What's up, everyone? Austin Eller here with Frame Skip, coming back at you live with episode 124 of the Frame Skip podcast. We've got an interesting crew tonight. It is myself and George Loftus. How's it going, George? It's going good. Hi, Austin. Hi, Internet. How is everyone? You good? That's fucking great. I'm glad to hear it. It's been a fun week, George. You know, we had all this this uh, uh, Summer Game Fest thing, which, by the way, is it Summer Game Fest or Summer Games Fest? No one will ever know. That's a great question. Um, what do you like more? Ooh, um, Summer yeah. Games Fest I like more because games implies that there is more than one game. More than one, so. yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, think... but also Summer Games Fest implies that they all come out that summer, right? That's, that's true. It's celebrating that, whereas Summer Game Fest, I feel like that's just celebrating game. <laughs> the summer, summer game. Not a single game, Jingle. just the, the, the abstract idea of, of game. Yeah, game. But yeah, it's been a fun week. We had just a multitude of showcases, so that's going to be certainly our main topic here. Uh, the show, you know, a lot to talk about. We're not going to run down every single announcement. I think we're just kind of co- going to give an overall like vibe check on the four main conferences that we got over this past week, and then I'm sure we'll go into some of our our favorite things that were shown off just individually from those conferences. But just kind of a a chill show as we run through all this but georgia i wanted to to give us a spot here up front what have you been up to this past week anything of note going on anything you've been watching reading doing that you want to bring up on the show yeah i've been uh knee deep in house of m i think i talked nice. about it last time we recorded but i'm yeah. like actually editing the podcast now it was so awesome. big we, uh, my, my girlfriend and i we talked about the music that was coming out in 2004 when house of, or 2005 when house of m came out and we spent 40 minutes talking about it. And like I envisioned that as like a 15-minute segment. I was like, all right, I'll do better when I talk with my buddy Colin about the movies. I was like, that'll be like a 15-minute segment. And then that was like an hour. And I'm like, shit. Uh, so it's going to be a big episode. Yeah. And that's like before we even talk about the book. Uh, so I, I've just been editing and doing that. And uh, you know when you're a kid and you like don't have a lot of video games, so you spend a lot of time replaying the same video game? Yes. I used to do that with... Uh, like Super Mario 64, like I just right. love those opening levels so much. I would just like open a new file and just do like Bob on Land just because I was like, oh, this is great. I've been doing that with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I've been like oh, trying yeah. to go through and like get all three stars on, you know, 200cc on, on Mirror and all that stuff. Awesome. Just a blast, man. That game, I'm, I understand why we haven't got a new Mario Kart game in forever, but like, man, that game's really good. I don't know how the next one can be better. I know. I was just talking to Andy about that yesterday when we were driving somewhere, and I was like, you know, what? what is Nintendo going to do moving forward with, with, I'd say, two franchises, both Mario Kart and Super Smash Brothers? Like, where do they even go from here? Uh, certainly Smash. Like, Smash is just an astounding game at this point. I mean, it's so content-rich. I don't even know how many characters there are. I think there's at least 100, right? I mean, there has to be. So... I don't know where they go with Smash, but even Mario Kart, I'd agree, you know, I've been, frankly, I've been kind of disappointed overall with the DLC that they've been releasing, but still, you know, by the time all that's out, there will be just, again, a, frankly, an asinine amount of courses in that game. So, <laughs> well, By the time all that stuff comes out, we'll have as many courses as the Wii U version finished with, right? right. So right. we're basically getting two games. 
And then it's one of those things where, like, we were joking, we were talking about Metroid earlier, but, like, oh, yeah, I love how, like, you start at the game with everything and then you immediately lose it. It's like, all right, so, like, with the next Mario Kart, are we just not going to have these levels? Like, are right. we just going to go from a... a it's got to be, like, what, 90-something courses? 70-something, yeah. 60-something courses? At least. And we're just going to go back to 16 right. in the new one? Like, that, that doesn't feel good. No. So... No, that's a good game to go back to, though. I, you know, a couple months ago, I was going back and doing the time trial stuff because I never went through and, like, beat all the Nintendo employees or whatever it is that you're able mm -hmm. to beat. I still need to get, like, the gold cart pieces, like, all all the gold cart sets. So I need to go back and finish that up at some point. Right. So, What, what about you? What have you been playing, reading, watching, enjoying, loving? <laughs> Yeah, so, um, you know, I've, I've been playing a little bit more of Tears of the Kingdom. I haven't had a whole lot of time this past week, but still enjoying that game. I got the Master Sword last week, which was cool. Really good story moment there that, um, frankly, I kind of saw coming, but it was still a, a, a really, really unique um, story kind of moment in a, in a Zelda game to me. So that's cool. And then last week... This was like totally just totally took me aback and I'm still kind of surprised by it. You know, Major Nelson, who is I think he's like the community manager at Xbox or something in that role. I know he's involved kind of with like the public relations side of things. He does these giveaways every Friday on his Twitter account. And just by chance, I mean, I've I've followed this guy for years and entered in many of his his Friday giveaways. And somehow. Of the like thousands of people that entered last week, I won a copy of uh, Diablo 4 and um, Super Mega Baseball 4, which honestly I didn't know a whole lot about, but I just before I hit Diablo, I messed around some with Super Mega Baseball 4. That game is really good. It's nice having a sports game that's not a simulation, Seriously. but it's like an arc arcade sports game. It's like, oh shit, I forgot sports can be fun. Yeah. And I don't have to sit there like like an actual general manager, like pulling my hair out about like not getting a free agent signing that like I really thought I was going to get or like, you know, getting lowballed on a trade. Like, yeah, I forgot. Like the game is fun. Like the actual sport is a fun thing to do that yeah. we could do. <laughs> so, I I've, I need to play more of that game. I've, I've had some fun with it so far, though. It makes me think of I never played it, but it for some reason, it just brings up memories of that uh, Mario baseball game, Mario Sluggers. I never, mm -hmm. I never actually played that, but it, it's what I would imagine that would be like, kind of like a, like you said, not quite simulation, but not super, you know, childish, I guess, for lack of a better word, kind of a, a good in between. So I need to play more of that. And then, um, yeah, like I said, Diablo four, you know, I, I really was holding off on that game because I was trying to save money just with, you know, Zelda having just come out and me dropping a bunch of money on that between the OLED and collector's edition and all that nonsense last month. So I was really trying to hold off on buying it, but, you know, winning it and getting it for free, that that was kind of like, a well, I guess I'm playing it now. So Andy and I have played probably at this point, not not a ton, maybe like three hours, three, four hours. We've been playing co-op uh, split screen mm -hmm. on Series X and man, that game is just so, so good. I really love Diablo three. I wasn't like one of those people that played it endlessly. I kind of just went through the story and, you know, finished the game and had a good time with it. But mm -hmm. this game to me already even three hours in i'm so much more intrigued it's super pretty just beautiful game and the story is actually really really good this time around i'd, I'd say the cutscenes and the um, actual overall like plot delivery is a lot more interesting to me than it was in three it looks a lot less cartoonish than three did and like i yeah. think three three 
did that, I think, because that was, like, right after the end of, like, but can it run Crisis, right? right? Like, that was right. when PCs were, like, these super things that, like, oh, well, we can't release this game on consoles. And it turns out, like, yes, they yeah. could. They just had to co- compromise some stuff. And I feel like they just, like, nipped that in the bud from the beginning. They're like, nope, we're going to go with, like, a slightly more exaggerated art style just to make sure. Because, like, they clearly right. had plans to release it on consoles, especially once they got rid of the auction house or whatever. Yeah, I mean... For, for Diablo 3. 3 always, you know, when I look at it these days, it kind of makes me think of, like, World of Warcraft, like that same kind of art style. Very much, yeah. So, but yeah, this game... You know, I I don't have much history with Diablo as a series, but from what I've seen of 2, it looks visually a lot more like 2 did as far as the overall atmosphere and brutality of it, I guess, for lack of a better Man. word. My, I got my friends from San Francisco and I were always like looking for games to play together yeah. and we tried going back to Diablo 2. Fuck, man, that is that is a rough one to go back to. And they're like, no, well, you updated all this stuff. I'm like, did you though? Like, yeah, did- I was so tempted to buy that that HD remaster, but I was like, oh, just looking through the gameplay. I'm sure it's great for the people that played it initially back, you mm-hmm. know, 20 years ago, but it just it, it didn't seem like something I'd enjoy. So I, I held off on it. <laughs> I got my copy of Diablo 4 last week, but I've been trying to beat Star Wars Jedi Survivor so yeah. I can delete it off my hard drive. So I'd have hard drive space to play Diablo. And then I'm like, well, what am I going to do when Final Fantasy 16 comes out? Right. And then I realized I had no contingency for when Final Fantasy 16 came out. So I bought a hard drive expansion for my PlayStation 5, and that gets in on Friday. Nice. And I'm very excited just to get two extra terabytes of SSD for my, my big honky boy. And uh, yeah, I'll be playing Diablo with you uh, this weekend if you're around. Sure. Because I got, I got a long weekend coming up at work. Yeah, and it's wonderful too, the cross-play in that game. I, uh, frankly, I haven't played any uh, online multiplayer yet. It's just been Andy and I, but it's so cool to have cross-play in a game like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, such a co-op-centric game, just being able to play with your friends no matter what system they're on. It's I wish more games would do that. And we are getting more of them, but this one... You know, just glad to see it with a such a co-op centric game. So yeah, it's gonna be the last Diablo game with yeah <laughs> cross platform play. So we gotta we gotta enjoy it while we can. That's yeah. so true. That's so true. So all right, George. Well, that's really all I've been up to. Not a whole lot else going on for me. So let's just kind of jump right into this big topic here this week because we got a lot to talk about. Like I mentioned, kind of at the top of the show, we had. Four, I'd say, overall big showcases. I know there were a couple others that were kind of sprinkled throughout, but overall we had four, I'd say, main showcases this past week as part of Summer Game Fest. You know, starting off, we had the Xbox, uh, or rather, sorry, let me reverse. We had the Summer Game Fest actual showcase, so like the one that Jeff Keighley does. And then we had the Microsoft Xbox showcase after that a couple days later. And mm-hmm. kind of tandem with that was the Starfield Direct. And then we had immediately after that, a couple days after that, or a day after that, I guess it was, we had the Ubisoft uh, Forward event, which was kind of Ubisoft's showcase. And then to wrap it all up, we had the Capcom showcase. So those are going to be the big ones we're going to be talking about on this episode of the show. Like I said, I know there are a couple others, but these were the main one. These are the main ones we're going to focus on. So I want to start off here. We're just going to go kind of in order by, uh, you know, chronology here. The Summer Game Fest 
event. Again, that's the one with Jeff Keighley that was uh, kind of a catch-all showcase. You know, not any one particular developer that or or publisher or anything of that note that was showing up here. It was just kind of like a hey, come one, come all. And I think it was about two hours long. I thought it was a pretty yeah. decent a little little too meaty for me to be honest. Yeah, I. it's tough because like i at this point i don't know what's different about this than the game awards like i I, I really don't like i understand they like honor people but like they also honored the bigger games by having people (laughs) from these studios come out and talk so like fundamentally it's like the same show right right i don't disagree um i thought just kind of again uh, an immediate reaction kind of overall thought on the showcase for me i thought it was fine I mean, I uh, frankly, I saw a lot of people online saying like, man, this is one of the best showcases we've had in years. This might be the best thing Jeff has done in years. And I don't know if I'd really agree with that. No, I thought that there were some good games. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was frankly, there was a lot of good stuff shown off, but I, there wasn't anything that totally surprised me, I guess was my they did a they did a really good job with variety like they did a great job of like painting the painting the corners of gaming right because like oh man i don't care about fighting games it's like well there's a metroid-esque game like oh i don't give a crap about metro games it's like well there's like a really cool hack and slash like they did such a good job of of nailing varied experiences found within gaming yeah and especially in regards to like playstation which seems to have like a house style at this point right which is third person narrative driven action games and like I'm a little sick of those personally, but like I'm I'm not denying the quality of those games. Like they're really well made. But they're all sort of samey. It's just like what flavor do you want this experience in? So I will give them credit for that, but it, because of that, there's just so much shit I'm just not interested in, <laughs> you yeah. know. Um so Yeah, I mean, what did you think overall, George? Was there was it a good show to you? I mean, what where did it kind of fall on an overall just you know, reaction basis? I think on our last episode, I predicted I was going to get like a C plus experience. I think that's about right. Like, I think I got like an above average experience. But again, there's just like there is like what, 15 minutes on Mortal Kombat. Yes. At the top of the show. And like, that's great. I'm glad. But I don't. I don't care. And like Ed Boon seems like a nice guy, I guess. I don't know anything about him but like he's been doing this for 30 (laughs) years like that's cool like that's neat we gotta celebrate those anniversaries when we can but like again like i'm just not a fighting game guy so like that 15 minutes was like i'm gonna actually do work right now (laughs) you know like i'm gonna go pay attention to something else yeah so i think what we should do for each of these conferences is you know kind of talk just off the cuff about some of our favorite games that we saw you know, mm-hmm. right off the bat, I'd say their opening game that they started with, the new Prince of Persia, the, um, I, I forget the exact um, subtitle on the that lost, game. The Lost Crown. Lost Crown. So I thought, you, you know, and that, of course, they talk about more on the Ubisoft uh, Forward event, but that was the first time they had shown it was at this uh, uh, Summer Game Fest showcase was what they opened with. And I thought that played off really well. I know there were some people online complaining about the way it looked and don't really agree with that. I think it looks really good, actually. I, I really like the art style and looks really fun and fluid and just good to see it come back in like a 2D platformer type style. You know, we had those um, Prince of Persia games on PS3, which were fine. You know, I didn't think they were bad, but right. I like I like the, the 2.5D style, so I, I was happy to see that come back. 
Yeah, I think it had like a fun, energetic art style too. Yeah. And like, it, it was ten years ago that we got like Valiant Hearts and Child of Light. Yeah. And like, I can't really think of a lot. Like, when you get like an Ubisoft original, like this is the kind of thing I want to see more of. But the fact that they haven't really done it over the past decade makes right. me think like, oh, this is this is another thing that people say they want but doesn't sell. Yeah. You yeah. know, because like Valiant Hearts looked great. But I don't know. I doubt many people bought it, even though everyone's like, that's the most interesting. Oh, you play as a dog in World War One? Holy shit. Like, that, that's <laughs> mind blowing. What an innovative idea. But like, if, if people aren't going to buy it, they're not going to. Like, they're not going to put the resources into developing these weird off the cuff things. And so I I'm I'm going to, to be excited. This is the perfect game where I'd be like, actually, I thought it was the best looking game. I realize I just don't give a shit about 2D. Yeah. Metroid-esque games. I yeah. just don't. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong no. with that. It, it looks really pretty, though. And, like, it looks fun. Yeah. So. I'd say another one for me, and this one, I'd say, honestly, was probably the coolest thing that I saw at the show. You know, I'm I'm a big Sonic fan, and so seeing Sonic Superstars was mm-hmm. pretty exciting, but I know you're probably going to have the same uh, response to this one, George, because this is another it's the same thing. Dude, I still have... Yeah. I still have Sonic Frontiers like shrink wrap behind yeah. me because I was so excited about that game. I'm like this looks awesome. I was like, and yeah. it's on sale for thirty bucks. Like, how can I say no? Yeah. And I'm like, I I don't have time. It's like, dude, you've had like almost a year. What do you mean you haven't had time to just even try the game? And so I know I'm gonna get all all hot and bothered for this one, and yeah. then just ultimately like that's gonna lead nowhere. But it looks awesome. Like it looks super fun. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. And I saw some stuff coming out after this where people were trying it. I guess there was like a like a physical event that people attended for this where they could actually try out the game. And a lot of people were saying that, you know, for those unaware, when Sonic 4 came out, that was a PS3 and 360 game that was kind of trying to re- revive the the 2D Sonic kind of formula. It, it didn't work because it was so slow and the mechanics were not at all akin to old school Sonic. And so a lot of people were coming off of playing this game last week saying, man, this is a super pretty game and it feels just like, you know, Sonic 3 did, which is super exciting to me. So I hope it's good. Really looking forward to to what they do with it. Um, you know, a couple others for me and George, feel free to interrupt if there's uh, any any you want to talk about any any ones I'm not bringing up here. Sandland new game. That was that was the one I got most hyped for, for sure. Yeah. That was really exciting to me. I'm not super familiar. That's a uh, Akira Toriyama manga, I believe, was what you told me, George. Is that correct? I didn't say that. I, that, that sounds like Seth okay. knowledge. That might have been Seth. Somebody, I think, had brought up to me that this is actually, you know, they talked about in the showcase that it is Akira Toriyama artwork, but I think it is actually his manga from, like, the 90s or something. So, Dude did a lot of stuff besides Dragon Ball Z. You he know? did. Like there's, 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 what was it, Jacko? Was that one? Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like an inter, intergalactic cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, that cool. one, that one looks great. I was so excited because I was like, I'm going to be there day and day for a new uh, Dragon Quest game. Yeah. And then it was just like a completely new thing. I was like, I will not be there for that then. Uh, but <laughs> this, if it's like a, if it's a JRPG, like I'll, yeah, I'll check it out, man. Like I, I told you, this is gonna be the summer of JRPGs for me. Yeah, and it's been a while since we've had like a Toriyama style JRPG that is not, you know, either Dragon Ball or Dragon Quest. I think the last one probably was Blue Dragon. If I mm-hmm. had to guess. Um, so it' pretty cool. I, I thought it looked really good. My first thought though was exactly yours. I was like, oh, is this Dragon Quest right now? Are we getting Dragon Quest Twelve? 
You yeah, know. show me a slime. Give me a slime. Yep. Uh, I thought for sure you would have brought up Alan Wake 2 first. Yeah, that's where I was going to hit next was Alan Wake 2, which, let me just say, super excited for that game. I don't know where you fell on this, George. I didn't think that was the best like gameplay to show. No, I mean, it showed off like that Remedy's fucking awesome at what they it do. Did. Right? Like, they're clearly... Yeah. Like... <sighs> ascended right to like right. they're I, I think they're now like a top tier developer because like holy For smokes sure. does that game look incredible but like that wasn't the most engaging no it was sequence i mean i'm just obnoxiously excited for this game to be honest like i can't stop talking about it but mm -hmm. the whole gameplay trailer they showed and i'd recommend watching it if you haven't it was it was just saga who is the new fbi agent which i'm really excited for they kind of came out and said that you're going to be able to play as both Alan and Saga and your time's going to be split between the two characters and Saga's going to kind of act as like an intro to the franchise. If you've not played Alan Wake, she, her gameplay segments essentially explain what is going on and kind of what happened in the first game and where Alan is and just, just some pretty interesting stuff. But the trailer they showed or the walkthrough they showed was literally, I'd say 95% of it was her like walking through woods and kind of just looking around and then at the end like a guy popped out and that was how it ended so just again not super compelling but beautiful game so yeah <laughs> man what i'm excited for i i'm not a warhammer guy Ooh. i watched i was so bored last winter that i was like i need something new to throw myself into so i yeah. watched probably 10 or 15 different like lore videos about warhammer yep and then I was like, do I want to get into this miniature stuff? Like, I'm running out of Gundam models to to build. Like, do I, do I need something else to, like, occupy my, my craft time? Right. And I watched a whole bunch of, like, gameplay videos of, of people, like, explaining how to play the game. And I'm like, no, this isn't for me whatsoever. But, uh, goddamn, are the video games fun, Austin? I am really looking forward to this one. <laughs> I know. Space Marine 2 looks so good. And, you know, they confirmed it's three-player co-op and... So I'm I'm definitely interested in that. That's a that's a bummer to be honest. Yeah, I know. What's with like just bring back four player? Where like where's the Yeah, that player? and like with Destiny having like three player fire teams, it's like, bro, like we've been I've been conditioned for the last 15 years to like have three other friends I'm like close to so we can jump into a game. Right. You know, like your now, friend like, group who, is who, based who, around the four player cap. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. And then, like, fuck, like, oh, with raids, you gotta have six people. It's like, wait, great, yeah. now, uh, yeah, that makes sense because it's two different fire teams, right. I guess. But now it's like, but, like, now I gotta have more friends? Like, that's tough. <laughs> so, um, it, the game looks absolutely insane, and, like, there's, it feels like there's something happening with Warhammer. Like, it feels like yeah, this sure. is a big year, because there was Darktide last year, like, in the fall, yeah. which was a kind of I had some bugs, but like everyone really appreciated like the ambition that game was going for. And then there was Bolt Gun that came out. Yeah, dude, I gotta play that month. game. Looks so good. And now there's this, and like I, I feel like we're not that far away from like another Vermintide game. And like the Vermintide two that I played, I probably put like ten hours. Like that game's fucking awesome. Like yeah. that game is just left for dead with fantasy stuff like that that game's like it's super fun I, I cannot recommend that game enough and it's usually on sale and you can get like all the dlc for 10 bucks like it's it's a great deal so it's having a having a bit of a moment here warhammer yeah. 40k good, good for you i hate how toxic your fucking fan base is but besides <laughs> that like that's it, you're, you're doing great yeah 
Anything uh, else, George, that really stuck out to you? Anything uh, that, that you were really excited for? There's a couple more things I want to talk about really quickly. Um, it was cool seeing John Carpenter's name listed for something, and then I was really bummed that it was, like, I forgot this was a video game yeah. conference. <laughs> so, I know. I know he's a big gamer, um, so I, I do appreciate that. Like, I actually think he's legitimately involved, but I'm like, man, I kind of just want another John Carpenter movie with, like, another John Car Carpenter score while we can. Uh, Baldur's Gate, that's, like, low-key. The reason I bought a gaming PC was for, for 3 when that game finally comes out, so yeah. we got some more on that. I think it's so weird. I think it's so weird to have a Spider-Man press conference Dude. in the Sony thing and then have the like the release date and something else. I think that is That was such a strange moment. I yeah. like Okay, so they had literally a week before the whole hour-long showcase and they ended with 15 minutes of Spider-Man 2 and didn't release the release date and then they randomly show up here and they're like, "Oh, by the way, guys, this is when it's coming out." By the way, here's a picture of Venom. See you later. Yeah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, um, why couldn't they have shown that the week before? <laughs> I don't know. And let's see, besides that, like, the only things that really stand out to me, uh, like a Dragon Gaiden, like, yeah. I don't I don't know the Yakuza series that well. I've tried to play Kiwami, and I just, like, I, I got stuck on the first boss. I could not beat up the bouncer. I, like, couldn't figure it out. I did it, like, six times in a row, and I'm like, all right, this game is just not clicking with me. Everything about it's awesome, except yeah. my enjoyment of it. Um... But like something about this game, like just looked like a Japanese Michael Mann it looks product, great. and I'm like, I'm like, okay, that seems kind of cool. Yeah, the Call of or not Call of Duty, the um, Mines of Moria thing, mm -hmm. like the Lord of the Rings yep. spinoff, which I like shouldn't be getting into because like I basically play that game right now. It's Deep Rock Galactic, um, <laughs> but something about like the license makes it feel less lame, even right. though it's probably more lame. Right. Uh, Call of Duty, like them announcing that like another game is coming out this year, but we're going to talk about season four instead. It's like, all right, I don't, I don't know about that. No, that was strange. Uh, let's see, Marvel Snap, that dude came out and was like such a douchebag, but in such like a, <laughs> <laughs> such like an enjoyable way. I think I tweeted that as like this man is just cocaine on legs because yep. like he just had like such an energy about him. Yeah, and like those are the biggest things if like i don't think anything happened at the end did there like what was was there anything um like a big finale for well the big finale it didn't really matter to either of us we're missing the guy that would be super excited about it but was final fantasy 7 rebirth and yeah i thought it looked good but i just i don't really have what? much of a history with final fantasy 7 what is this game like is this part this isn't part two of the remake okay right? It is. It is part two of the remake. So it is. There, I guess let me reverse, because I forgot they also announced that mobile game, or talked about that mobile game, which is like a right. compilation. It's like, um, you know, because of course we had Final Fantasy VII, we had Crisis Core, and then kind of in between those we had like Advent Children and Dirge of Cerberus and these other weird spinoffs. So that mobile game is going to like combine all those essentially and like kind of simplify it all so that people can catch up quickly. On where Final Fantasy VII's at, which is nice. Cool. I yeah. Guess, yeah. But the Rebirth, the PS5 game, is the sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake. So it's part two of Final Fantasy you know, VII Remake. You know what, though? They wouldn't have to make so many recaps if they just made their games less fucking confusing. Have you ever thought about that, Ubisoft? Well, just make like, or not Ubisoft, sorry. Ever thought about that, Square? Well, um, they certainly didn't help that with the end of 
the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I'm not going to spoil for people who haven't played it. I haven't even played it, but I just looked it up because I just wanted to know what happened. And it sounds like it's more confusing than ever, George. <laughs> so <laughs> Sure does. Um, yeah, there is a Star Trek game called Star Trek Infinite. Besides that, I think it's an RTS game yeah. that like, I, might, I, might, I might fuck around with that. I, I love real-time strategy yeah. games a lot. Yeah. So, but yeah, again, C plus. Yeah, like, I think I agree. They covered that. they covered a lot of corners, but I didn't care about a lot of them. So I agree. I agree. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was bad. Thought there was a good bit shown off and some stuff I was interested in, but I didn't particularly love the showcase either. So yeah, I'll say we uh, were going off a list from Rock Paper Shotgun. So if anything was yes. out of order, besides yes. that Star Trek thing that was on me. Uh, blame them, but also don't <laughs> say anything because that's a weird thing. Yeah, to just don't tell about. them. Just don't tell them. Yeah, you ready to move on to Microsoft? Yes, let's hit up Microsoft next. All right, let's talk about what'd you think? What'd you think about this Microsoft uh, press conference? Okay, so I kind of I got to be honest. I had the same, somewhat the same vibe that I had from Summer Games Fest, uh, and I I think I'm kind of in the minority on that. I, we haven't talked about this one a whole lot, George, so I'm curious where you lie, but I felt like there was just, I mean, there was a good bit shown off, but there was nothing that really like surprised me or excited me in a way that, you know, I, I wasn't expecting for XYZ game to show up or whatever it may be. And the games that did show up, you know, we'll talk about it, but Fable, you know, still is kind of surprising to me that, I know, look, I know that was an engine. I know what they showed was an engine. But how could they not have shown some gameplay at this point? I mean, it's been a while since they announced they were working on this. So overall, though, we'll talk about Fable. Overall, I, I would almost give it the same like C plus rating as Summer Summer Game Fest to me. Would too, but not even for that reason. Like, I, I think the fable thing you're talking about is like a microcosm of my entire no, I, feelings. Yeah. About it, where, where it's yeah. like, dude, dude, like you guys have been criticized for two years plus about just like not releasing games. And like so many of these games are not coming out this year. Yep. And like some of these games don't even have gameplay. Like I, again, like we don't know what fable looks like. No, you know, not <laughs> at like all. you announced it, you announced it three years ago, four right. years ago. Yeah. It's been a minute. And then, like, South of Midnight, I'm like, yeah, that's beautiful vibes, but, like, what is the game? Mm-hmm. Right, like, oh, it's Southern Gothic Horror? Like, that sounds sick. Yeah, sign me up. I loved True Detective Season 1 so much. But, like, what is it? What? Can you show me what it is? Like, besides just, like, how I'm supposed to feel thinking about it? Because, like, those are two different things. I feel like I'm suddenly having the same issue, you know, and, and I know we're all on that same boat where we're, none of us are fans of, like, CGI trailers coming out and you know it's just hard to judge a game based off a cgi trailer we know nothing about what it what the game is like mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm starting to have that same issue now we really didn't get these too often until recently but now we're getting a lot of these in engine you know they they say it's gameplay which i know it is it's probably cutscenes within the game but cutscenes don't portray what the game is like either so <laughs> It's just, yeah. it's a big mess. <laughs> and again, it's, it's like good vibes, right? Like yeah, the for sure fable f- fable felt like fable and like South of midnight. I don't know what it's supposed to feel like, but like, I definitely felt away after, after seeing that, like I'm excited for that game. I think, I think I am because like, 
it, it checks a lot of boxes. I'm, I'm guessing, like, I'm inferring a lot there. But, like, is it a first-person shooter? Is it a third-person action game? Like, like what, what am I supposed to, to do in this? And, like, I hate to sound, like, dumb and handholdy, but, like, I don't think it's a lot to ask that, like, you just fucking tell me what the game is. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't, I don't think that's, like, a big stretch. Whew. Yeah, I agree. Then, um, after South of Midnight, we we got Star Wars Outlaws, and um, people were so mad that there was a Star Wars game starring a chick. I'm sorry, like I just I no, I, I, I fucking I fucking can't with those people. You guys are such <laughs> losers. Like like you guys are like literally the least interesting people I could ever fucking imagine. There's an entire galaxy with Wookies and and Huts and Ewoks and Trandoshans and all this, and like you're fucking pissed about a chick. Like give me a break. Yeah, fucking nerds. I know. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I will say this. I thought that the CG trailer that we got here for that was very generic, but we can talk about it now if we want to or hold it till later. I thought the gameplay let's, that was shown off was a lot better. Yeah, so, let's let's hold it. Yeah. Um, also, I think it's so funny that like Sony bet big on like the Knights of the Old Republic remake and like I I doubt that game ever comes out to be no, completely honest. And then Microsoft bet, Microsoft bet big on this game. And like, yep. there's a lot of people down on it for not just that it was like a, a female protagonist. I will acknowledge those people. Yeah. Um, but like, just, man, yeah, you should probably bet on the studio, like the proven track record. But like, hey, Sony, have fun with Knights of the Republic <laughs> and Eclipse. Those two games are definitely Ooh, coming Star out. Star Wars Eclipse, my most anticipated <sighs> game of 2045. <laughs> maybe yeah, um maybe that's yeah that's right so uh did you care did you care for 33 immortals when that was announced dude no and you know what i immediately thought was like wow this looks like hades if they tried to put 33 people for some reason very specifically in this game <laughs> But, you know, it could be fun, but I don't know. The idea of, like, a 33-person co-op game, I don't know how I feel about that. So. What about Payday? You excited about Payday? Um, you know... Me, me neither. It's okay. We can move on. Um, yeah. I know you really just want to talk about Persona 3. Thank you. People are mad, and you are a Persona fan. Can you explain why people are mad about the Persona 3 reload announcement? So... A lot of people are... Okay, so this is a long story. So Persona 3, technically, currently, there are three versions of Persona 3. There was Persona 3, just mm -hmm. flat out released Play on PS2. PlayStation. Oh, that was a Play I thought it was a PlayStation 1 game. That was yeah, PS2? it was PS2. Damn. They then released Persona 3 FES, or FES, which was essentially like the persona 4 golden or persona 5 royal edition of the game so mm -hmm. those games for those unfamiliar with persona they typically add like an extra i'd say 20 to 30 hours toward the end of the game so you know <laughs> they typically add 20 to 30 hours extra toward the end of the game all right uh, yeah. so it's like the game is still complete there's just extra content at the end. It's like an expansion. Mm -hmm. That's what FES is. Okay, and then on top of that, there was a PSP port of Persona 3 called Persona 3 Portable. That's the one that just came out, the HD version of that that released on 
all the modern systems and Switch along with Golden. And that game added some extra stuff too. It did not have the content from FES. So it did not have that expanded 20 to 30 hours at the end. It did have the option to have a female playable character as well as the option to control the party members that are were in your party aside from your own. So in Persona 3 on PS2, you could only control your own character. You could not, mm-hmm. you know, go into a battle with your other three characters and say, hey, do this attack, do that attack, use an, gotcha. a, a magic, whatever it may be. So the reason I'm explaining all that, though, is what they have come out and said, which there's been a little bit of confusion this version, Persona 3 Reload, is only going to have the content from the original Persona 3. So you had those two versions that came after, FES and Portable, that each had stuff added. The content from those games, reportedly, will not be in Reload. Which is, frankly, kind of an odd choice. What they have come out and said, though, is that the Persona um, 3 Reload is still going to have some of the main story additions from FES. I don't think it's going to have anything whatsoever from Portable, though. So it's a whole long conversation, but that's the reason why people are upset is because potentially some cut content, which, I mean, I do kind of agree with. I think it's kind of frustrating. We had this extra 20 to 30 hours at it at the end of FES, and it's just kind of getting forgotten. I think it is kind of a strange Mm -hmm. choice, but... I'm not super right. like mad about it or anything. But you know what else they said too? Is that this game is coming out this year. Is it this year? Right. Isn't it this fall? I think it's early next year. Er, oh fuck, it's January. Oh, but that's uh oh, damn it. However, there is Has any game has any game announced? <laughs> there is a game in the same franchise coming out this fall, Persona 5 Tactica. Tactica, that's right. Okay. Which is, I confuse my Persona games. Yeah, that comes out in November, and that's like the almost Fire Emblem style Persona 5 spinoff, which I am also very excited for that. I think that looks really, really good. Sick, sick. All right. Um, I don't know why I really thought we were going to get a VAD this year. I did. I, th- I thought it was time for a VAD. You know, what did you think about the trailer? Because I've seen so many people that are like, this looks nothing like it did when we first saw it. And they're I, right. I agree. They're yeah, right. I agree. But I don't think it looks bad. I think it almost looks more like stilted and like less. It, it's weird because like we got Fallout 3 and then we got Fallout 3 New Vegas, right? Yes. And that was pretty much just like a carbon copy. And then we got Fallout 4 and then we got Outer Worlds. And like Outer Worlds was basically space fallout 4 all due respect yeah but it was like limited in scope and like i thought that's why they made it in like kind of a tight turnaround right because like they did that and then they did that weird bug game right oh or like you know uh like, onward sh- shrunken is that shrunken? What that game is called onward maybe it's called onward or something like that but like like they were just like turning games out i'm like oh that's good like they're making smaller scale games and because of that, they're able to, like, just produce more games, which, like, I think is probably more important. I'd rather have, like, three mediocre to good games in 10 years than just, like, wait 10 years for one great game. I know that's probably not a popular opinion, but, like, I, I'm, I'm a big volume shooter guy. I think that stuff's cool. Like, when my point guards jack up a lot of threes. And, like, I, I did think it looked different, but, like, something about that bothered me this time, where, like, it just it didn't look like the same style and like the same vibes as the first trailer that said this is going to be a a day one purchase for me so 
or Gr- download, I guess, on, on Game Pass. Grounded is the game I was, um, you were talking about, George, the, the one that they made, which I still haven't played. But yeah, I mean, I thought it looked good. I didn't really have any issues with the way it looked. That being said, I mean, yeah, clearly it looks drastically different than what they initially showed, but I'm excited to play it. Wish it was this year, but at the same time, I kind of get why it's not with Starfield coming out. So Mm. it was probably a smart decision to kind of separate it. Yeah, probably, but also it was like such a... Like I, I wonder how much crossover there is between like fantasy and and sci-fi, and like I wonder if like how how big of a gap there is. Yeah. And like I know that was like their logic between like Fallout Four and Tomb, Shadow of the Tomb Raider or whatever, and like that just fucking bit him in the ass. But yeah. like I don't know, especially like if they're both coming up free on Game Pass anyway, you're just trying to drive. Yeah. Membership. Does it matter if it releases on the same day? That's true. Even right, That's like. True. So I I don't know. I thought the um, I, I I'm frankly I'm probably the only one uh, around that that really enjoys this game. But I thought the new stuff that they're adding to Microsoft Flight Simulator next year, the new like rescue missions and the like hot air balloons and stuff, I thought all that looked really cool. So I was very happy with that. Like, are you still playing? Trailer. Are you still playing it? I haven't played it a whole lot recently, but with us kind of building our new computer, I think once we buy a new graphics card. I'm going to start playing it on computer and hopefully get like a flight stick and stuff because it does not run the best on Series X. <laughs> no, that was like the that was a game I was really excited to check out. And then that was like one of the first games I deleted the second like yeah. oh, Sonic Adventure. Oh, yeah, I should probably delete Flight Simulator <laughs> to make space for Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, Sarah, I was just checking. Uh, Sandland pre-orders went up at Target, and I was checking to see if there was a release date, and okay. there isn't. Okay. So I just wanted to double-check. Sorry for being on my phone. No, I may be disrespectful. You're fine. Uh, see if these don't give a shit about the, the Dragonfly thing from Dune. I guess that's cool. <laughs> um, did you play the first Senua Saga? Or, sorry, the first Hellblade? No, I didn't. I didn't. So, I, honestly, I thought this was a weird trailer because I didn't know what was going on. But I'm sure that mm-hmm. <laughs> that people that played the first one enjoyed it. Pretty game though. Yeah. So. Uh, like a dragon, infinite wealth. Um, at this point, do you think Microsoft is courting Japanese developers, like an association there for Japanese consumers or for American, not American, but like Western consumers? You know, I think it's for Western consumers because still Microsoft systems, Xbox systems do not sell well whatsoever in Japan, even with all these these games releasing. And I think, the, honestly, the reason for that is all these Japanese games that they've kind of been courting are still multi-platform. You know, mm-hmm. they, they still, in Japan at least, most of their home console use goes toward PlayStation. So I think it's more so just like, hey, guys out West, here are some really cool Japanese games, which rightfully so. You know, I think this game looks good, which this is technically um, what was Yakuza, but what is now Like a Dragon 8. So this is the next mm-hmm. like mainline Like a Dragon game. But I, I haven't, I had that same issue, George. You were talking about the other one earlier. I played a little bit of Zero and really enjoyed it, but actually my PS4 corrupted as I was playing it, and I lost my save, and then I was like, you know what? I'm never going to play this series again. <laughs> so, it's just, it's too long. Like, there are too many games to get into. I think there are at least, like, ten at this point. So, mm. between the main and the spinoffs. But, I was going to say, you know, we were talking about the 
the Japanese kind of connection here, the one of the next games they showed off, the um, Kunitsugami Path of the Goddess, the new uh, kind of almost like Devil May Cry esque looking game from. Capcom. I thought it, I thought it was a. Like- I thought it was a grasshopper game at first. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that game looks wonderful. I really hope it's good. It looks awesome. Probably one of my favorite things Mm -hmm. that was announced at the showcase. Yeah, yeah, it looked great. Uh, Just the character design is really cool on that. Yep. Forza Motorsport, that game's coming out this year. Good. (laughs) I I love Forza, but I'm kind of burned out, to be honest. I I like usually buy the Elder Scrolls online expansions when they're on sale. I haven't for like the past two. Yeah. I never played I just, that game. This isn't how this isn't how I want this series, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Just don't want. And over Overwatch 2, they, they announced, like, I thought the single-player content was canceled for Overwatch 2. Dude, I was so confused by that, and I haven't researched it yet. That I mean, I swear they just announced that, like, a month ago, that the single-player content was canceled, and that they weren't releasing it. So, to be fair, this, at least from what I can tell, you know, I'm not the biggest Overwatch fan, so I don't know all the details, but if this is the same thing, it looks severely pared down. Because my understanding was mm-hmm. the original missions were all going to be co-op and they were going to be like endlessly looping and randomly generated and stuff. And this doesn't appear to be that way. This seems like it's just a few kind of single player missions. So, yeah. Looks interesting, though. Let's see. Persona 5 Tactica, you are very... Is that like a day one game for you? You know, if it wasn't this year, I'd say yes, but there's just too much coming out this fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Starfield, we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. Uh, Jusant from Don't Nod. Yeah, this I think this was that climbing game, if I'm recalling correctly. I, I didn't particularly... Uh, Don't Nod. Yeah, I wasn't particularly fond of that one, to be honest with you. I didn't think it looked all that enticing. Okay. Uh, Still Wakes the Deep? Yeah. Yeah. Think that think horror game, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dungeons of Hinterberg, uh fun art style. Fun art style, but it really hurt my eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I guess, you know, my eyes were in pain watching this trailer. <laughs> uh Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, the DLC for twenty seventy seven. Um I need to like reinstall that game and like actually get to it this summer, I think. Dude, they're doing so much with this game. First off, this DLC looks awesome. Second off, apparently, the same time this DLC is releasing, they're like literally reworking the entire game. They're like changing the AI. They're totally reworking how like the gear system works and the leveling system. So it's like all of the main systems in the game are changing with the release of this DLC, which is exciting. So I'm looking forward to it. I like kind of want to play the game before then. then. I know. (laughs) I know. Uh, all right, I get to it. Uh, City Skyline Two. This game like looks beautiful. It does. And I was like, I was like almost like crying, and I don't know. I think it's good. Like I was a big SimCity kid when I was a yeah. family. Like, SimCity Two Thousand. Yep. And I was like five or six years old playing mm-hmm. that. Like my old like Mac Apple Two. Like it sh- shit's really good. It is. Um. There, there's a bunch of other smaller <sighs> stuff. Uh, 
metaphor, tower yeah. porn. The one I want to talk about, I thought this was a new Bioshock game for a second, man. We got Clockwork Revolution. I thought for sure that this was like the thing from the dude who created Bioshock. I cannot remember his name. Oh, Ken Levine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this game looks awesome. <laughs> this game looks incredible. <laughs> it looks really good. And I was just researching because I meant to look this up the other day. What development team this is. Apparently, this is the team that made Wasteland, which I didn't realize. So it looks I mean, that's drastically different. That's a totally different take from what they've been doing. But yeah, this game looks really, really mm -hmm. good. Really, really good. But no release date. Yeah, it really does. Nope. Um, but no, that's also like the, the two trends I'm worried everyone's going to be chasing from now on because of recent success is um, time travel, time loop shit. Yep. And uh, multiverse stuff. I know. I know. It seems to be. Um... It's like, no, this was, this was, this was cool because it was different. So it's you like, should do something different from this because this is a thing now. Right. It seems to be the next big thing. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I guess Starfield right, was move the on. big wrap-up. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is this the greatest game ever made in the history of video games? Because according to this, Direct, it really felt like it. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft is like damn adamant that it is. They're very adamant that this is the most anticipated RPG of all time as well, which I'm like, how do you even quantify that? <laughs> I I agree. I, I I agree with that. Like after seeing that direct, I am yeah. extremely anticipating this game. But it's also I feel like it's, it's so bad because I'm like I just want to see how like Bethesda broken it is. You know, like seeing all these promises and like this really does feel like um. Fallout 4 esque, where like they just had like so much to show because they were so ready, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that game was coming out that year. And so, like, because like this was such a comprehensive like end of show, like into the direct, like, I don't know, man. Like, they, what if, what if they stick the landing? Like, what if they actually did it? I really hope they do, man. You know, I feel like the last time they did was with Skyrim when that came out. I mean, that's been 12 years at this point. You know, Fallout 4 was fine but it was not it was not like a revolution like skyrim was so i really do hope that this game comes out and, and is excellent i mean we were kind of talking the other day i i still think it looks great there's just something about the way the animation is in starfield that doesn't i don't know it doesn't fully click with me yet but i'm hoping that when it actually comes out and is playable you know it's something i'll dive into and we're now joined by the way, by the one and only Seth Slakehouse. Dude. What do you think about I mean, Starfield? Um, I don't know. I, it, it, I, I think it looks like Skyrim in space is what I think it looks like. I'm really like when I don't, I, I don't know how much you guys have already said about it, but not much. Um, when I saw the gameplay of it, I was like, mm, this looks like just about how good you can make Skyrim look with a bunch of mods. And I knew it was going to kind of be that way in the back of my mind because um, I've said it for a long time that they're using the same engine they've used forever and you still can't climb ladders for some reason. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying. This, this is this is my theory. Bethesda got away with it at the tail end of 2011 in a different era. 
and they didn't really get away with it with Fallout 3, and they definitely didn't get away with it with Fallout 76. Um, you mean Fallout 4 and 76? Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think we're in a different era of gaming now, where if they release this game in a janky state, it's, it's, it's going to be uh, a brutal situation for them. Yeah. But I'm hoping I'm wrong, and I'm hoping I yeah. can enjoy it. That's what George I and give, I... Like, I give... I get very No Man's Sky vibes from it, and I don't like that. I wish I had a little more direction with where they're going with the story. George and I were just saying before you joined Seth that we, we at least I, I'll, I'll say for myself, I really do hope they stick the landing with this. I mean, I know everybody's excited for it. I really do hope, even though, frankly, I'm not, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm excited for it. Uh, it's not my most anticipated game ever, as I'm sure it is for a lot of people. But I, I really do... I want them to succeed after what happened with Fallout 4 and with, with 76. You know, I, it, it would be awesome to see Bethesda kind of rejuvenated and come back to that Skyrim era excitement. So I, I hope it's good. I'm, I'm still looking forward to playing it, though. Yeah. Um, did we ever talk about Star Wars? Not yet. Oh, okay. Nope. Okay, great. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on Starfield, George? Uh, I'm really excited about it, and I um, like I'll be there day one. I really hope that they that they did it. Like I, Seth, before you jumped in, we said that like I was getting Fallout Four vibes in the sense that like they showed all their work and they were happy to show all their work because they think they nailed it. And it's so, like that bit of confidence uh, gives me confidence in in the game. Yeah, dude. The the, the thing with Fallout Four is that I always want to play that game like like that game is always in my head constantly and it's not not as good when i play it as it is in my brain ever but there is a mod in fallout 4 for the pc version that improves that game exponentially it's called the settlement mod i think settlers yeah, yeah. but it, it makes it so that you, all you have to do is like defend the settlement once and then like you can you can put as much care as you want into it but the settlements build and defend themselves and they make their own shops based on the designs of the modders and and stuff like that and it's really really cool and a, a simple change like that improved fallout 4 to a massive degree because i think that's pretty widely agreed on that the settlements were super annoying all right, so let's jump now to our last two showcases here. Really, the last big one, I'd say, with um, Ubisoft uh, Forward. And again, not to run through every single game here, but I want to focus on some of the big ones. They started with, well, technically they started with Just Dance, but we're going to skip that. They, <laughs> they started with Avatar the new uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora game, which I got to say, really don't care about Avatar as a franchise. Love the rides at Disney World. Absolutely adored the rides at Disney World. Do not care for those movies. This game looks really good. I'm actually pretty intrigued by it. I, I hope it's good. It looks kind of like a Far Cry-esque type game in the Avatar world. Yeah, visually, man. Visually, it looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um I'm the same the same boat as you. I, I don't know how I feel about it. What I will say 
about this is that I'm really excited to see Ubisoft focusing on other things for once. Yes. Because Ubisoft used to be a trendsetter. And in the last, I don't know, five to ten years, they kind of just fell into their own little crack with Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, and Far Cry. And it got old after a while, man. People got sick of it. Um, And they took a step back and made like a really cool RPG with Assassin's Creed. And then they went back to their old habit of just like, we're going to release this every single year until you're sick of it again. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're going to, we're going to go back again to like the, the, the basics. And I'm just like, well, all right, why don't we just forget about Assassin's Creed for a little bit? Right. And I think this is a really cool, um, switch up to their, they're, they're essentially keeping the same gameplay formula, same gameplay loop. It seems like, but they're, they're, they're sticking to maybe two different tentpole franchises that aren't their own, which, yeah. I like to see that. I like to see Ubisoft being a little more creative. All right. So, George, what did you think about this game? I was so mad when I saw Avatar 2 in theaters. It's not only because it was like an expensive IMAX ticket, but it was also three hours long and that movie fucking sucked. Like, I don't understand how everyone's just like, what? Like, what? He did it again. I'm like, no, he didn't, man. This is like, I like the first one. This one just kind of sucked for three hours like oh this movie's bad but at least it's also long um i was excited about this but it's also like i just don't care about the world and like at this point like i know they only got funding because it was attached to like you know the biggest film property or whatever in the of the past like 15 years but like i w- would i prefer it if it was like an original move like original game maybe like i i don't know like it's just I'm a, like it, it looks. It's games as a service, right? Like that's the the vibes everyone got. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get that. Yeah, I hate, I hate that. It seemed more like like Fall or uh, Far Cry to me, but I could be wrong. Maybe it is like games as a service. What made you think that, George? Uh, just so like a a giant world like that and isn't super massive, or are, are they like lending development help on that? That's true. Um, super massive and like, games as a service. Well, didn't they do Division? I thought I thought Supermassive was like the um, it's um, aren't they like the Bastion people in yeah, in not, Transistor? Not Supermassive. I know Supergiant. Yeah, is it? Oh God, I don't even know. That that's Supergiant. Supermassive is Ubisoft. It's hey, massive. game developers get some original names. It's sick m- of it. Massive apparently is the name of the Sue. Close enough. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching this trailer again. This. There's no way this game is too good looking. I I almost and I'm like Ubisoft's not really known for releasing messes. Yeah, but like this game looks too good. I don't know if it's going to actually look like this. No, I agree. All right. Because like the, that, that first shot of them riding through like the the field on the on the not horse thing is like insane looking. Yeah. So. They showed a few games immediately after this, and I'm going to be honest. Okay, so we already talked about Prince of Persia earlier, so I don't feel like we necessarily need to uh, revisit that. Uh, can, can I say something about that? Yeah, you go ahead, quick? Seth. Um, hey, listen. You made a new Prince of Persia in 2008, and it was the best game you ever freaking made, and and you left it on a cliffhanger, and I'm not over it. And the sometimes I think... Yeah, sometimes I think about emailing the writer of that game being like, can you please give me closure? Like, what was the, what was the next part going to be? 
I would really appreciate it because I've been thinking about this since I was a teenager. <laughs> and and, I, and I'm a little frustrated that they're rebooting it again. You know, like chill out. That's all I got to say about that. 2008 was a good game. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was great. And then, I mean, it wasn't really Prince of Persia. Like they completely took the gameplay and like got rid of it and just in the story. But whatever. Okay, so I'm going to kind of fly through these. Stop me if you want to talk about these, but I don't think these are necessarily of interest to any of us. X Defiant for some reason came back. I thought that game like straight Dude. up died last year. Like what happened with that? So um, that's back for some reason. They showed off a new Assassin's Creed mobile game. They showed off a new Division Dude, mobile game. No, it's not. It's not even that. It, hold on. With 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 that Assassin's Creed, they showed off like a really pretty looking game. They're just like, oh fuck, this looks this looks pretty. And then at the end, it showed like the fucking Google Play Store and like the App Store yes. logo. And it's just like, God damn it. The one in China, <laughs> you know, the China slash Japan Assassin's Creed that everyone's wanted is freaking mobile game. Why? Why? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. They showed more Skull and Bones for some reason, which still shocks me that that game is still a thing. Dude, you gotta pull the plug, man. Like, you, like at some point, you gotta pull it. That's gotta be like a leech, right? Like in Ubisoft. I mean, that's gotta be just an absolute money drain. I think at this point, they're probably so committed that they're like, if we pull out now and we lose all this investment, like, we're fucked. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's been, what, 10 years since that thing yeah. got announced? Black Flag, it got announced after, so... Bad luck. Um, does anybody care about the new crew game? I'll be honest, I wasn't a big fan of the first two, so it didn't really interest me. No, my interest in driving games died with Drive Club, to be honest. So. Yeah. All right, so let's hit kind of the big thing that we all want to talk about here, the new uh, Star Wars game. We briefly mentioned it earlier, Star Wars Outlaws. We had that CG trailer at the Xbox conference, but this was the conference where we actually got the full-on gameplay reveal for this game. So... George, what did you think of Star Wars Outlaws? This game looks fucking great. Like, I think this game is doing everything I like think I want in a Star Wars game. It's ironic that like the worst part of the game looks like the shooting, where it just doesn't look like the guns have like any kind of like real weight to them. But like the sequence we saw, where it was like her having a shootout at some like cantina mechanics thing, whatever. And then hopping on a swoop bike and then like, you know, darting across the landscape and then getting to a ship and then taking off and going into a dogfight. Like, yeah, man, that's what I think I want in a Star Wars game. The fact that it was like a real takeoff that went from like the surface into space. And it's like they were doing that shit on PSP back in 2006. I still don't understand how like the PSP Battlefront games, you could like have a ground battle, then like get into a ship and then go up into space and then take out a capital ship. But like we never got to do that in HD. Like, that, that just isn't something we can do on modern consoles. And so the fact that, like, this game looks so, like, comprehensive in terms of, like, what makes Star Wars cool from, like, every aspect. I am so excited for this game. Seth, what about you? I started off really negative on it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm cooling off on that a little bit. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm separated from it. I'm, I'm watching the trailer again. I have a few main issues with the game and, and what they've shown off. Um, the first one being that I can't put my finger on it, but it doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. And 
what I was thinking in the car, because I had a lot of time to think on the car ride to Gettysburg today, um, was that to me, it feels like an AI created a Star Wars game because it's got in the, I'm watching the gameplay trailer again in the first one minute of this gameplay trailer there's like six easter eggs right because she's in like this scrapping facility it's like all these starships that you uh you see that they're torn apart and she and the dude she's fighting has the gungan shield from from the phantom menace and it's like man i i don't know um i do agree that the the shooting seems weak but i also think that could just be a person that's bad at shooting games playing it because it seems like they don't really know what they're doing they're kind of just looking all over the place um i don't know man there, there's something off about this game i don't know if it's the colors and there's, there's sort of like a like a like the like, like the saturation is too too low in this game but it, everything looks a little dark brown and gray um here here are some of the things that i that i'm definitely disappointed chrono if you don't shut up i i swear <laughs> to god i'm putting you up for adoption all right. Back to this point. <laughs> a couple of the things that I, I am definitely disappointed. And this isn't really about the game. This is more about Star Wars in, in the whole. I'm disappointed that they showed uh, Tatooine again. Dude, I was right. about to say that. Can I just let's say get over it? Can we go somewhere else? Yeah, let's get over it. All right. It's supposed to be like kind of like a like a uh, a a crap plant that no one goes to. And, and we just keep finding ourselves there. Cause it's the main setting of the star Wars universe. Apparently I'm disappointed. We're playing as a human again, man. And like the, I think video games are the perfect Avenue to explore other races in star Wars. Um, because you don't really need as much acting in it. Right. Um, so like for instance, like the live action, it's kind of a probably a kind of a pain to explore a main character that's that's not a human. Like Ahsoka, I'm sure, is a huge pain on like, you know, the costume department and stuff. But a video game, we could do that easy. Like make her a Twi'lek. I think that'd be sweet, right? Make her a Twi'lek. We I mean, I'm just I'm kind of tired of seeing humans all the time in Star Wars universe, especially when this is supposed to be like a massive, you know, diverse universe. Um But yeah, I don't know. I, I think the, the gameplay feels pretty uninspired. The the other thing that I'm I'm pretty concerned about is that we're playing as a scoundrel and they gave me no plot direction in this uh this this trailer at all. And I'm worried that this is gonna be a giant uh game full of scoundrel side quests with no overall direction. And I, I hope that's not the case. But yeah. That's all my concerns. I, I'm I'm trying to be excited for it. I'm trying to like let go of like my concerns and just be like, all right, well this the, on the plus side, like the speeder bike race chase looked pretty cool. Um, the, the flying through space looks pretty cool. Apparently it's supposed to be able to just fly from one world to the next. I like that a lot. Um, I will say I'm, I'm way more excited for, for this sort of space situation than I am Starfield. Cause I, I don't like the procedural generated stuff, you know, I'm over that, but yeah, I think this game just for my end, I think it looks really good. Um, you know, I, I definitely want to see more. And did, did they give a release date on this? Was this like a 2024 game? Yeah, it just said 2024. The rumors okay. are that it's going to be early 2024. Okay. Yeah, I think it looks good. But, I, you know, frankly, my biggest concern is like, I hope this is not a Tatooine-centric game. Just like you said, Seth, that's 
that would be really my only complaint is just Star Wars as a franchise. I wish we could go somewhere else, to be yeah. honest. Like, it's just, I mean, at this point, every character we've got, like, is tattooing based at some point in their plot. So, this, this, this one makes the most sense to happen. At it does, though. to like, be fair. Right. 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 <laughs> but I think, I think right. it's, it's just scoundrels a, and bounty hunters and bullshit. And it's like, oh, yeah. it takes place between Empire and Jedi. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the huts right there. I don't disagree. It's just it. It speaks to the Star Wars um, as a whole right now, though. Like, I think we're all just so tired of Tatooine. Like, why do we keep finding ourselves on Tatooine? You know. Um, but I will say that that's that's a smaller problem in relation to like my her just being human again. I'm like, damn. Like this this has been so cool. Like, I'm reading the, the higher public books right now, and there's like. There's almost no humans in it, dude. They're all like almost completely different races. And like, this is the perfect avenue for that. Have we ever gotten a Star Wars game where the main character is not a human? I don't know that we have. Like, uh, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a green Twi'lek would have been sweet. But yeah. it is what it is. That's, that's not a oh, wait, that's there, diss on the game, but. There is, there is one game where you actually did play as a Twi'lek. It was a PSP game. And a DS game, and it was actually oh. you played as like a Twilight who stole like the Death Star plans. That was like the original Wait, version really? of of how I that should that. happen. Yeah, that's pretty cool. No, the game wasn't very good, but um, <laughs> it was better on PSP than it was on DS. That that much is for damn sure. I I, I gotta say, like, but th- yeah, but that that's one that's one game I can think of. <laughs> yeah, I just that that's not really a, a complaint towards the game. I just. Man, come on, give him, give me some something else, you know. But her starship looks cool. I'm looking at it right it now; does. it's pretty sweet. But what, what, what? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your thoughts, Austin. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. Time. I mean, that's really all I had to say. It, it it looks good. I I hope I hope it's good. You know, I I'm excited to see what what other people do with the Star Wars license aside from EA. It's going to be yeah exciting. They made the turnaround on this game pretty pretty quick, didn't they? I mean, didn't that that license expire like two years ago yeah it hasn't it really hasn't been that long i think i think they were in a deal to do it before it expired uh, they just probably couldn't like release it until it expired i think this game has been being has been worked on for a long time okay the space, the space sections i will say look pretty sweet yep so um yeah like, like this this where she's flying through like the decayed remains of the of the ships it looks pretty cool so um mm-hmm. yeah that that that's that's all I gotta say about that. I mean, we'll see next year, I guess. How how yeah. good the uh, the plot is in it. So, guys, that's kind of a wrap on the Ubisoft showcase, and then just kind of a smaller one to end off on here. This technically was a showcase, not a whole lot shown, but the Capcom event. There were a few things. Feel free to stop me or point out anything you guys were excited for. I'd say for me, the most exciting thing was the. Uh, second part of the ace attorney trilogy that they're finally porting over to all modern systems that is ace attorney four five and six and up to now five and six were only digital only games on the 3ds so with the eShop now closed it'll be good to have those on other systems and then we got a couple other things we had some gameplay from dragon's dogma 2 some info on Pragmata, which I still think looks really cool, but they were like, here's this this uh, trailer. By the way, it's delayed until we don't know when. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of strange. 
Love to see it. Yeah. yeah. And then we got a little bit more on that um, Kunitsugami Path of the Goddess game, which, again, like I said earlier, looks awesome. So anything you guys saw at the Capcom showcase you guys want to talk about? Not really. I'm, I, yeah. It's kind like of they, a low they, could just, they could have just stayed quiet this year. They could have. They got, they got enough going on. And honestly, they, and could, just... they could have thrown in this stuff into those other showcases, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, happy about the Ace Attorney stuff, just for like yeah. preservation sakes, like ar- archival purposes, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I spent so much money on the 3DS eShop before it closed, and like, I'll feel really fucking dumb if all those games, like you know, the <laughs> Professor Layton crossover with yep. with Ace Attorney, like if all that stuff gets packaged. But like, that's good that it gets packaged. It I is. won't like I'll feel dumb for spending all that money, but like that is a, a net positive thing just to like have this game exist. As opposed to just like dying on like a grape on the vine, you know, like. Yeah. So all those collections make me so happy. Yeah, it's exciting. I hope that. So with this, we'll now pretty much have all Ace Attorney games available to play again. We'll have one through six. And then we have the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which came out a couple years ago. That was those were those, um, you know, old school, like 1800s era Japanese, like detective style spinoff games. The only two left are there was another uh, two spinoff games, the Miles Edgeworth investigation games. There was the first one released on the DS in America, and then the second one only came out on DS in Japan. So I hope that with all these games coming out, I hope that this may eventually lead to Edgeworth investigations too releasing here because that's kind of what we got with great ace attorney chronicles those games have been out in japan for like six years and then they suddenly decided to localize them so we'll see i wonder too it's just it's tough because like like with all the streaming stuff in the past couple years there's been like a lot of consolidation right like you know every warner brothers property has been like under hbo max right because warner brothers owns that but like a whole bunch of shows got taken off and like i didn't I didn't get super mad about that. It was a little like frustrating because I'm like, well, it makes sense to be here, like considering you guys fucking own it. But like from there, that just meant they could license it out to other places. So all of a sudden, like, oh, Justice League Unlimited is no longer on Max. Like, oh man, why are they getting rid of that show? Why are they taking it off the air? It's like, dude, it's over on Netflix now. Like, it's back on Netflix, which is like where a lot of people watch it for the first time. That just doesn't happen in games. Like, it's not like all of a sudden they're gonna license out like Apollo Justice to someone else to like provide that game for a minute yep so like it is one of those things where I, i'm afraid you're right like it's kind of shit or get off the pot time like if they don't do it now are they ever going to do it like probably not yeah so it's it's, it's annoying it's frustrating about this this hobby and it's why i've gotten more open to a certain p word as i've gotten older <laughs> you know say it seth say it peanuts Poop, pooping Yep, I've been getting really into gaming <laughs> peanuts lately, and uh, that's why I bought a gaming PC so I could experience more more peanuts um, at higher fidelity and like a better frame rate. Seth, <laughs> I did. Sound, still, still sounds like I'm talking about porn. I'm talking about game emulation, man. Like if you're not gonna do it, like I'll fucking do it. You know, like it's just it's getting to that point. <laughs> I do want to circle back before we wrap up the show because I felt like George and I were not the best equipped to talk about this this game mm-hmm. i want to circle back seth to final fantasy 7 rebirth what did you think ah. about what did you think about what was shown of that game i love what they're doing with it but dude they're just messing with people at this point they're they're apps like like listen 
I joke all the time that Natsuya Nomura has literally lost his mind. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing anymore. That's what I say. Because Kingdom Hearts is a complete mess. And anytime you add time travel into something, you ruin it completely. Like, there's almost no way to preserve something's integrity once you throw time travel into the mix, right? So, not only does he add time travel into the mix, he's, like, adding parallel dimensions, and he's messing with people with, with his Final Fantasy VII remake thing. And the beginning of that trailer shows all the all the members of Avalanche like dead or nearly dead. There's like Sephiroth talking about how he killed Tifa and not <laughs> Aerith. And we're like, we're just like, what's going on? You know, like we're going to find out eventually. But the, 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 the trailer gave you almost nothing except for like like showing you a few scenes of like, oh, here's some classic areas, you know, and then like, look how good everything looks. Right. And it got you just enough to get really excited. And two discs. But it ge- yeah, two discs. Which <laughs> I'm not sure why everyone's like freaking out about that. Like, it's <laughs> whatever, you know, but um, also like. You don't know anything about the story. Like we came into Final Fantasy seven remake thinking we knew exactly what was going to happen and we didn't. It, it was a complete you know, 180. So we don't know anything what's going to happen. And I, we still don't really know where the story is going from the first one. Like it's not going in the same place that it's it, the original ended up. So I'm really excited, but I thought the trailer is phenomenal. I didn't watch the 16 trailer, obviously. Um, but you guys played Austin. Did you play the 16 demo? Only a little bit. I, I didn't talk about it earlier because I felt like I had not played enough. But yes, I played mm. maybe 20 minutes of it. So I heard people were saying it, like, it was like, absolutely phenomenal, dude. Yeah, it's first off. It is gorgeous. Like just the colors in that game, the particle effects are some of the best I've ever seen. But I frankly, I had not really gotten to the full on like gameplay combat sections, which is why I don't feel super comfortable talking about like the game as a whole yet. But mm-hmm. it's really pretty is what I'll say. So, so I'll play it for for next week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seth, so, are you if are you gonna play it for next week? No. <laughs> well, George, you and I can it play co- it. the game. The game comes out in like two weeks. This is like the first five hours of the game, and yeah. like the save picks up. It's like why? Why are you against playing it? I just want that experience to be sacred. Is what I want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so well, one thing I did want to pick up on, and now Austin, I'm sure yeah. you talked about this already, was the um metaphor re fantasio you know we did fantasio we didn't talk about it so that's a that's a good reconvene that was in the xbox showcase and that was Mm -hmm. i think it's the next game from the persona 5 director if i'm correct um yeah so this was this was the atlas fantasy game that was um being teased forever i actually thought when i first saw it that it was going to be the next mainline smt game that's the vibe i was getting off when you look at like the battle system and what's going on because like he has just like demons in his party um but this trailer is like so schizophrenic and like it doesn't make any sense which i guess kind of works for like an smt game but 
I'm with you that I thought this game, it looks like it's running awful. And I don't know if that's just the way the trailer is cut so, or yeah, the what it is. The cinematics, like the CG scenes, the, um, you know, in-engine where they're close up on the characters' faces and what appear to be cutscenes, I thought those looked fine. But every time that that flashed a gameplay, I was like, what is this? I mean, it looks like a, frankly, again, I'm sure this game's early in development. But it's not it, it. This game is like seven years in development, dude. The gameplay looks like a PS3 era, like 20 frames per second action RPG. I don't know. Maybe I'm losing my mind, but I think it looks straight up bad. Like, I really do not think yeah. it looks good at all. So well, sometimes sometimes the gameplay is such low frame rate when they're showing it in this trailer that like I really, truly can't tell what's happening in like the action sequences. So I'm not sure what they were thinking releasing this yeah and i hope it's not like yeah we're getting this at persona 6 is going to be further out because they're working on this because look maybe it comes out and it's great but that was a frankly an awful first impression to me i know a lot of people are excited for it which is great but i really thought that technically that game looked very poor so yeah well like like there's something to be said like there there's a way to make a really good trailer right and I think, like I said, the Final Fantasy VII trailer was really good because it showed off just enough, but like it wasn't all CG, you know. This Atlas, whatever this Refantasio metaphor, Refantasio, uh, what this is almost all gameplay, but they're not showing anything of substance in the gameplay, and and that is terrible as well. Like you can't do that, like. I need to have some sort of direction when you give me a trailer. This just looks like a regular SMT game. That's not Persona. So I'm not sure what the difference is. But what did you think of the uh, Persona 3 Rebirth trailer? I'm super excited for it. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier. It looks great. We were George and I were kind of talking a little bit about the whole FES and portable drama that's going on with the content not being in the game but honestly like i'm not super bothered by it i think it is kind of weird that they're not including the answer but at the same time well it looks there's great. a reason they're not including the answer and it's because it's awful <laughs> i know it's, it's really a grind bad. fest yeah it's well it's a grind fest and like the plot that's in the answer is terrible so like there's a i mean there's a reason they're not including it um but also they're they're including the fes stuff almost everything that's not the female protagonist. Yes. And the reason they're doing that, I think, is because the female protagonist isn't a, a canon thing. They just added that in for an extra like little right. fun thing for the PSP version. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Um, but I thought it was going to look better. I, like, I thought um, graphically it looks a little worse than persona 5 i'm fine with it like i'm really excited that we're getting persona 3 again because it's my favorite persona yeah maybe maybe 5 is but i don't disagree i think it's a little jarring though i think the problem is visually i think it looks just as good as 5 but i think the issue is frankly 5 has a better art style i think the the, that game is so stylized that it just looks beautiful and it doesn't play off quite that way with 3 so that's probably I, i had kind of the same thought where I was like, well, this doesn't look quite as good as five, but still looks really good. And I think it's just the fact of the matter is like the art style is a little more subdued for Persona 3. So it's cool, though. This was a leak on um, 
reset era yeah. forever ago, dude. Forever. Yeah, it's ago. been like a year. And it was and it was one of those leaks that was like it's not happening. There's yeah. not a chance <laughs> in hell that that game is getting remade. And sure enough, they're doing it. Um, but you know what, man? Like, I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, give me. You can reuse all the Persona Five assets you want. Just keep giving me games of this quality and caliber. They look good enough, and like, I'm fine with it. I don't need my games to have like all this realistic. Yeah, I agree. Um, detail. I think I think it looks great. So, all right, guys. Well, I'm going to say let's wrap it up there. Anybody else have any uh, kind of closing comments overall on these showcases? I don't even know. I feel like we probably have some more on the way, but I, I'm not super sure calendar wise what what everything's looking at. I thought overall, like we saw some really good games over the past week. I didn't think this was like a particularly outstanding year of, you know, collective showcases, but I thought we saw some good stuff. Um, the, the one thing I do got to say is, uh, ironically, George, you had asked me last week how long my cheap headphones had lasted. And the next night, the magnet in them broke. So I did go buy um, expensive Sony earbuds <laughs> the day after we had that conversation about how I didn't think I would ever do that. Sounds like it was George's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Saboteur. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, do you like them? Oh, go ahead. I haven't used them yet. I just I just took them apart. I took them out of the box right now. Oh, okay. Well, let's wrap it up there. Thank you all for listening. Send in your thoughts on these showcases. You can find us on our various social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Frameskit Pod. So go find us on there and send in again your what you thought about these showcases, favorite games you had, anything of that sort, favorite announcements. You can find us individually on Twitter. I am at Austin J. Eller. Seth is at Seth the 90s Kid. George is at Shortbox Summary. And so go follow us all there. And then don't forget, you know, of course, if you've made it this far, you've listened to the show somehow, whether it's on YouTube or on podcast feeds. If you're listening on a podcast feed, don't forget we do stream the show live as we record it these days. That's something we established a couple months back when we returned to the podcast world. So we are uh, back up and at them doing that. It'll be next Wednesday, so June 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time will be the next time we will be live streaming the show on our YouTube channel. And you can find that at uh, bit.ly. So that's bit.ly slash frameskip live. So bit.ly slash frameskip live. You can just go there and that'll take you to our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and hit the uh, notification icon so that you can be notified when we do go live and when we've got a stream scheduled. So I think with that, we'll wrap it up. So thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next week.